All right. Welcome to our May Niche Network call. Remember that we have this call the first Wednesday of every month at 2 p.m. Eastern. You want to log on and, 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 and mark your calendars because what we try to do is to cover information in our calls. It helps to drive your business forward, some good practice management, brushing up some of the things that you probably do, adding new ones, spread the word. These calls are always free. Check our niche Facebook page to get more information on all the things that we do. So I hope everyone's doing really well. You know, spring has sprung. We're doing, we've got a lot of rain here right now, but people are out and about getting together. Um, we've seen across the board people uh, getting more assets. Things seem to be loosening up, but I also know that there's market volatility and that what you're doing is providing common confidence for your clients. So take a big, deep breath because what we're going to cover today is how to build a referral network. So I have a few questions for you. Um, it, would you like to grow your business on referrals? Wouldn't that be great? Right. And do you ever wonder why some people get so many referrals and you're not getting referrals? And so the easiest question that I have for you is how would people know if you're onboarding new clients? And I want you to really think about that. How would we know? How would your clients know, your friends know, your neighbors know, other business owners know? How would we know if you did want new clients? Because if we go to a retailer and we're standing in line to check out, or you can see that the parking lot's full, um, we figure, well, they're pretty busy. We can pass by a restaurant and you see a lot of cars or you walk in, it's going to be a little bit of a wait. Then we know, okay, it's busy. The, the drive through at Starbucks in town here is always so long. We know they're busy. There's no line coming out of your office door. Thank goodness, because then there's something wrong, right? More than likely, unless it's a killer open house. But how would we know that you're onboarding clients if you don't tell someone. Now, here's a switch I want us to flip during this meeting and I never want us to return again. Ready? I, I want you to remember that when you are get, getting referrals, when you are, ready? Asking for business, which is what I hear all too often from people. I just can't ask for business. You shouldn't ask for business. You are not a salesperson. We're not selling cars. You're offering your services because you have capacity in your business. So you are a huge resource for people who want a financial accountability partner to help them reach their goals. That's who you are. You are not someone who's trying to liquidate inventory so you can get a bonus. And so I think that if we can switch the mindset from I am selling myself Two, I'm offering my services. Number one, that's the mindset where we really want to live. And I hope that's helpful. Okay, so here you are. You have X amount of households and you've got capacity. And wouldn't it be nice if, you know, someone answers the phone and they can say, oh my gosh, we just got another referral from so-and-so. And we have two more referrals coming in from that CPA. Wouldn't that be great? Well, we're going to go through this real methodically and we're going to categorize how it is that you can focus on getting referrals. And the first one is through your clients, right? Because who else can better talk about the value that you provide than the people who you already serve? So number one is clients. Number two are traditional referral sources, CPAs, estate attorneys, divorce attorneys, um, maybe personal injury, return, injury attorneys, all right? So those would be traditional referral sources. Then we're gonna talk about your networking groups. Next, we'll talk about creating referral partnerships, 
And last but not least, we're going to talk about tools for spreading the good word. Okay, so we're going to go from clients to traditional referral sources to your networking groups to referral partnerships that we can create. And last but not least, well, what tools can we use to help facilitate these referrals? And when we're meeting with our clients, I will say, I'll say, okay, how many referrals have we gotten? So how many referrals do we get last month? How many are we tracking those? Because we want to know where they came from. Why? Well, because we want to do it again. We did something right. We want to do it again, right? Too often as humans, what we do is we'll say, looked at the business and this is going well, but boy, this isn't going well. And so we look for self-improvement. What's broken? Let's fix it. But as far as referrals are concerned, you want to be tracking your referrals so you can figure out how can I get them to do that again, right? How can I get them to speak that value again? All right. So let's start with clients, the people who already know the awesomeness of working with you. Um, whenever you... And remember, I know that you want to replicate your very best clients. I know there are some people in there where if birds of a feather flock together, please don't mention my name necessarily. So you want to look at your clients and you want to offer your services in every meeting. I actually have clients where I have them put a post-it note in their client agenda for their annual reviews or for any meeting that they have. Actually, a post-it note to say, you know what? I, I want to remind you that I love having you as a client. And if you know of anyone who wants to have a conversation about their investments or life insurance, send them to me. I'll take good care of them. If you know of anyone, did you hear me say conversation? That's super important to remember that. If you know of anyone who wants to have a conversation about their investments or life insurance, send them to me. I'll take really good care of them. Did you just say, help me get bonus? Did you say, help me meet my monthly goal? No, you said, you know what? I like you. If you have anybody who needs my help, send them to me. You just, that's, that's a hero. Remember what you do is so critically important for, for your clients. And there are people out there who need you. They just don't know that you're available. Remember, there's no line. If you don't tell us that you are welcoming new clients, there is no way that we can possibly know that there's room for someone who's important to them. All right, so number one, you, number one, you've got to offer your services to everyone in every meeting. Oh, by the way, just so you know, if you know of anyone, wants to have a conversation, blah, 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 right? Open their eyes to the fact that, you know, I, I just want to mention seven out of 10 people don't have a financial advisor. And, and I also, I offer second opinions, right? So you want to, it, so people will think, well, doesn't everybody have a financial advisor? Seven out of 10 people don't have a financial advisor. Give them the aha moment. I'll provide a second opinion. If they have a financial advisor, I'll be happy to, uh, to give them a second opinion. Not a problem at all. Put that reminder in your client agenda that you are open. You are open for conversations. You are open for new clients. Now, let's say that you have a client. You know, you, I want you to look at your client's moving out in the weekend, I know that you strategize their portfolio and what opportunities do they have? How are you helping them to mitigate risk? But another client prep thing that I would like you to do is to think, has this client ever referred me? Have they ever, like in 10 years, have they ever referred me? In the past five years, have they ever referred me? And if they have, you want to pause during the meeting and say, you know, I just want to take a moment and thank you again for referring like, like Barbara and Tim to me. 
they're wonderful clients. And I want, you know, anybody else who's important to you, you send them to me, I'll take good care of them. So even if a referral has been down the road away, how, what makes us do something again? Tell us we did a good job. All right. Right. So once again, if someone has already referred you, thank them again. If someone is going to refer has referred you today or yesterday, write them a note. You know, you want to you want to uh, show them that they're appreciated. So some of your best clients you haven't met yet, they're going to come through your current clients. We have our clients analyze each one of their households every year to look for a strategy for growth for the upcoming year. Where's the profitability for your business through this relationship? And oftentimes, you know, sometimes it's a matter of someone's going to retire that year or, or they're, they're selling property or a, of some sort of business or a home. But oftentimes it's simply in that referral, speaking your name. So please know your clients, don't be shy. You are gifted, you have expertise, you have skills, you work for great firms and you have room in your calendar. Why would you not offer to people who appreciate you? Why would you not offer them the opportunity to open the doors to someone who's important to them? So are you asking for business? No, you're offering your services. Put it on your monitor, okay? And put in your client agenda to remind yourself to offer your services. Don't be selfish, offer your services, okay? Next, let's move on to traditional referral sources. You know, when, when we onboard clients, we'll say, you know, do we get, are you getting referrals from CPAs and our attorneys? And all too often, what we hear is, no, not on a regular basis. Isn't it interesting how you all refer to CPAs and you will refer to estate attorneys or diverse, divorce attorneys? You'll even say, hey, could you please come and speak at an event for me? And the door does not swing both ways frustrating. Sure. Can we fix this? Maybe. Like I'm giving it a good, probably. We have to think in terms of how CPAs and attorneys think. And it was a real interesting uh, uh, polling one time of what is it that finance, what is it? They asked a bunch of CPAs and a bunch of attorneys, what do you want from financial advisors? And all of them said the same thing. All of them said the same thing. They said, we would like the financial advisor to tell the client that we did a good job. So the CPAs want you to tell the client, wow, they did a great job. Now I know what you're thinking. Maybe they didn't. Hold the phone. And you want the estate attorney to, to, to the estate attorney wants you to say, wow, your estate attorney really does great work. So let's get into the mindset of the CPAs and attorneys. They feel a little bit at risk. What are they really concerned about? They're concerned that you're going to tell the client that they did not do a good job. So when you're, when you're entering into a conversation with a CPA or attorney, you want to say, I know that you do really great work for our clients. How would you know? Go look at your best clients. Who's their CPA? Who's their estate attorney? You have that information in your client files. Go through your top clients and find out who their CPAs are, who their attorneys are. Pick up the phone and you say, you know, we just did we just did some strategic planning and we realized that we share some wonderful clients with you. You do great work for our clients. So what are you doing? You're wetting their appetite, right? You're setting the stage. You're not going to be a risk for them. You're, you're going to be a business growth tool for them, right? So you kind of throw in sprinkles on their cupcake. Yeah, but you've got to remember that their biggest concern is that you're going to say that they don't do great work, okay? 
So if their biggest concern is you telling the client they do a great job, speak from the people who you do know that they are doing a good job. Um, and, and honestly, now's the time to call the CPAs. Now, not January, March, and, and January, February, March, and April. Like, you're not gonna have a good conversation with CPAs, but now's a great time to reach out to CPAs because they have felt the pain points of their clients, right? How can I partner? Do you have clients who might want to do some financial strategy, put together a financial strategy so that this is a different tax season for them? Is there something that I can do to help to develop a plan for, for your clients so that 2022 is a better tax season than last year? Would you like me to present to some of your key clients as a value add for some strategies that they might have in financial planning? I know some of you can't say financial planning, but you can certainly find a synonym, right? So now's the time to reach out to those CPAs. They've caught their breath. They're probably back from their vacation. And, and, and they, but they can remember the pain points of their top clients because they want their clients to be loyal. Their pain points should be top of mind and you're offering your services, right? Okay, so back to CPAs and attorneys. So you look into the files and you say, these are the CPAs and attorneys who do great work. You reach out to the CPAs, you offer to do a presentation. But in all cases with CPAs and attorneys, you want to build your collaborative team. And so what you can do is this. You call them and you say, hi, I noticed that we share a lot of great clients or I've been wanting to meet with you. I understand you do great work, right? And then you say, are you onboarding new clients? Ask them. Ask them, are you onboarding new clients? And if and then and then if they say yes, what are you going to say? So are we. We are onboarding new clients too. Okay, can you tell me who makes a good referral for you? You know, and and then you and you hear the answer and you say, here's who makes a good referral for us. And then you can talk about business owners, or you can talk about how much money they might have, or where are they in their investment journey? Are they pre-retirement? Are they going through retirement? Are they post-retirement? Are they those young investors? Who is it, right? So you've said, are you onboarding new clients? So am I. Um, who's a good referral for you? Here's a good referral for me. And then you say, when I refer to you, what process would you like me to use? When I refer to you, not if, or if I come up with somebody, when I refer to you, tell me what process would you like me to use? Want me to email, call, both? What do you want me to do? And then you say, okay, when you refer to us, this is what I want you to do. And then you think about whatever your, your process is, you know, you just tell them. And then the last but not least, the thing you got to have in your back pocket is a referral for them in the next 30 days. You have to think of someone who needs that conversation in the next 30 days. And when they meet with them, you call back and you say, how did that go? How did that go? Did that process go properly? Was it the email, the phone call? Was that your ideal client? Because I want this collaboration to work. I'd like to see us both have a wonderful 2022 moving forward, you know, and 23 and blah, 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 blah. But what you're doing is you're setting the tone. Now I have people, I have FAs and branch teams uh, and their teams actually invite, invite CPAs and attorneys into their offices to have a lunch. They invite their entire team in because sometimes when the CPA is all into the weeds for uh, a tax issue with a client or the advisors all into the weeds about something, it's the team members that remember 
to say, you know, I think the CPA that we just met with last Thursday would be a really great CPA for them. It's like, oh yeah, you know what? That's great. So if you can, if you can have a face-to-face with your teams and talk about setting up this referral system, but you got to have something in your back pocket. How many times has someone said to you, oh my gosh, have I got a great client for you, or I've got a great, um, great group that you can present to. And it sounded so wonderful and you walk away and it never happened. So you want to make sure that this process really comes to fruition, right? And so as far as these, uh, as far as these traditional, traditional referral sources are concerned, think about what they're concerned about. They're concerned that you're going to say that you did a good job, um, but then you need to take charge and, and put the process together, right? And, and then just something else to remember, you know what, whenever you think about having a CPA speak to some of your clients, or you have an estate attorney or a divorce attorney, come and speak to some of your clients, please, please remember to say, and when would you like me to speak to your clients? You know, okay, so I have this on the calendar, but when would you like to speak to, and and when, if they dare say to you, oh, most of my clients have a financial advisor, you can say, well, you know, some of my really great clients who I've sent to you already had a CPA, but I think you do a phenomenal job. Or you can say, you know, some of, some of my best clients have come from second opinions. We provide second opinions. And that, and so it's not a matter of being kind of a, uh, uh, combative. It's a matter of, you know, take the blinders off of them, you know, have them fully understand what it is you do, who you serve and what, ser- what services are you providing? But then you got to continue to drip on that relationship. I have someone to, did they call you? Good, that's great. And now you've met with people for the past three weeks. Which of those people do you think would like a second opinion or who would you like to be meeting with? It's assumptive collaboration, assumptive collaboration, but they've got to pull their weight, all right? So we've gone to our clients. We're telling our clients there's room for more. We love you, who you love. We're going to take good care of them. You go to the CPAs and attorneys and you say, okay, um, we share these great clients, or if it's a newer CPA or, or a newer state attorney or divorce attorney who you hear great things about, get that together, get the process going, have lunch often, invite referral partners to your events, let them see what you're like at open houses, let them see how happy your clients are, invite them to some of your Zoom meetings, uh, invite them to, I don't, invite them to your quarterly birthday parties, but get them to understand what it's like to be part of this family of yours so that they can really see and experience how people interact with you and why they want to be a part of that magical gathering that you've got going. Next, let's talk about your networking groups. Um, I know that that some of you belong to Chambers, Rotary, Lions Club, BNI, Executive Women, whatever. You belong to networking groups. And I also know that if you focus, you know, focus your time on things that work, it's time perhaps as we move out of COVID into more face-to-face to give your networking groups a really fair shot, but don't give them blood and your time and, and, and money if they're not working for you. And so in the, true, in the true spirit of baseball season, we tell our clients to give networking groups three tries, three strikes. And so when we're working with our clients, we will say, okay, you've got this meeting, great. What what do you wanna come away with? Do you wanna come away with um, a meeting with a referral partner? Do you wanna come away with a lunch? Do you wanna come away with the opportunity to speak to the group? Do you wanna sponsor one of the meetings, but you have to come back 
with something. So it's like sending an athlete onto the field. Okay, go. And when they, and when you come back, did it work? If it didn't work for the first meeting, strike one. We strategize again, go to the second meeting, come back empty-handed, strike two, and the lunch wasn't even good, right? And then you go in the third time, and if you come back from, I don't care how long you belong to this organization, you come back the third time empty-handed, strike three, go find yourself another group. You gotta go find yourself another group, okay? Now, let's say that one of the groups that you belong to is that we get together every week seven in the morning or at noon, the, the BNI model. And we have clients who have built an incredible part of their business on BNI. And we have other people who say, I am just kind of afraid to quit. What we train our, our clients to do is this. When you go to those regular meetings, instead of being the person, and I'm not saying any of you are, but we've all heard them. They say the same thing every meeting and you think my god did you think we haven't been here for the past seven months like seriously train your membership that you're going to bring some new piece of information or opportunity to them every week so one week you're going to teach them about long-term care another week you're going to teach them about um social security. You're going, to, you're going to invite them to uh, one of your market updates. You're going to talk to them about why you're going to offer them a complimentary review of their life insurance because their life insurance should be reviewed as often as their investments. You're going to whatever you've got. You guys are the FAs, but you have to train them. What about social security? What is it about? Um, why is it important to go in and rebalance? Why is it important to have spread the word. So you work that group with a strategy, a, a helpful hint, a tip. And what they're going to do is after, after all I can think of is my, my dog Murphy right now. If I hold a cookie in front of him three times, Murph's going to do whatever I say. You go to a BNI of one of those regularly scheduled meetings three times, and you have that healthy tip for for investing or an invitation to a seminar or a Zoom, or you give them something to read that's helpful, they're gonna anticipate what you're gonna do the next time. Work that group. So let's say in, in one of the meetings you say, okay, so I'm offering as a benefit of our membership here, I'm going to review your life insurance. So if everyone can get me a copy of your life insurance before our next meeting, then I'm going to take some time and review it to see if it's the life insurance that you need now. So you get to the next meeting and maybe you didn't get all of them. You say, many of our members have already given me their life insurance for that review, blah, blah, blah. See what I mean? So you're going to be the fresh, resourceful person. Careful, they're going to ask you to be president next. You don't need to do that all the time, okay? But they're going to perceive you as like, oh man, they're a go-getter. They're really organized. Who do you give responsibilities to? The busy person. Don't do it. Anyway, so, so for the networking groups, three strikes and you're out, right? And, and if you're in the regularly scheduled meetings, bring them something fresh all the time, all the time. Then, then let's say that, and we've had this happen, Jill, I live in a place where they just don't have networking groups. It's just insufficient. It's not working. This is more of a long-term building your referrals, but you put your, together your own group. Find the CPA that, that wants to build their business. Find the estate attorney. Find the divorce attorney. Find the realtor that will show up for regularly scheduled meetings. Meet once a week for lunch and, and know that you are there to build your business. Build your business. And then watch because people are going to want to join. 
and all of a sudden you're the president of a club again. But if you put together your own referral network or your own uh, executive whatever network, be sure that people understand it's not to show up and be social because I have an advisor in Virginia and it turned out to be like the social party that they have once a week. And it's not. Everybody's supposed to be referring. And a referral is not name dropping. Referral is referring. It's not name dropping. It's referring. It's intentional modification of someone's behavior so that you can help them. And that's super important. That's super important to remember. So we go from our clients to our traditional referral sources to our networking groups. And then you can also, we've had some clients who have done a really great job of creating their own referral partners. Um, oftentimes I'll say, you know, I'll say, are you getting referrals from CPAs and attorneys? Not so much, you know, and then they'll say, oh, they're sending them all their, all their people to this other financial advisor, which of course makes no sense because that, that means that everyone's alike, but we can't solve that today. But what we have had our clients be very successful with is if you have smaller banks who don't have the full-time wealth advisor on staff, meet with the bank management and say, you know, I have X hundreds of households who I, who I take care of their investments all the time. Who makes a good client for you? Who can I be sending to you? You know, what do you need? Is it, is it mortgages? Is it, you know, is it, is it checking accounts? Is it credit cards with the bank? Like, how is it that I can direct people to you? Who do you want? Now, let me tell you who we do really good work with. Right. And so if they say, well, we do have somebody who comes in here the first Thursday of every month. I think it's very fair to be able to say you may have those investors who want to have more contact, you know, who want to have someone who's local. They want the consistent face kind of a thing. So smaller banks and credit unions oftentimes do uh, develop great relationships with our advisors. Uh, as a matter of fact, I have a client in Oklahoma and and uh, she she said, you know, the local, the local credit union used to walk clients to us. And I said, walk. she said, they're, they're, they're really a block away. And so uh, we started a process where the beginning of every month, my advisor, our advisor would take treats to all six people who worked at the credit union. So sometimes it was spring flowers and sometimes it was cookies and sometimes it was lunch. But at the beginning of the month, she dropped off a thank you so much for helping me grow my business. I so appreciate you. And every month she was getting four, five, and six good referrals from that credit union. If you stop the reminder, the top of mind or the tap on the shoulder, guess what happened? They forgot. They weren't, they weren't doing the behavior to get good food, but it was simply a reminder of, God, we love her. She's just awesome. Oh, you know who else needs her? You, that's who needs her. And so it, you know, so although you may have a smaller bank or a credit union, um, and you think they probably have somebody, oh, go meet with management, ask to bring breakfast early morning one time or bring them lunch and, and talk to everyone and make sure that they have your cards. All right. So how do we increase our referrals? We work with our clients. We work with traditional referral sources. We work our networking groups and we make sure that they are working, networking. They're building your net. Is it working or not? If it's not, you quit right? Work it differently. Um, then we can create referral partners. Last but not least, you got to use some tools. You've got to use some tools. Once again, how would we know that you're onboarding new clients, right? Well, maybe you could put a sign in your branch or in your office that says, we welcome new clients. 
seems easy, right? We welcome new clients. You can put our clients, um, many of our clients are, we're working with them to design referral cards, referral cards. And on that referral card, it says, do you know someone who, and it lists people who would be really great clients for you, not by name, certainly, but by category, people who are getting ready to retire, retiring, people who own a successful business, young professionals with long-term financial goals, people who want a second opinion. We help our clients create that once we've gone through um, personal branding and we know who their ideal client is. You know, you don't want this to be a general card, but I can tell you when you're meeting with a client, remember I told you every time you meet with a client, you have to say, you have to offer your services. Don't be selfish, offer your services because you can do more, right? So you're in this meeting with a client and you say, you know, if you know of anyone who wants to have a conversation about their investments or life insurance, send them to me. But then you whip out your referral card like a weapon and say, but if you know of anyone going through these life experiences, life experiences, they need a financial advisor, send them to me and I will help. Holy smokes. They're going through these life events, send them to you. You will help. All of a sudden you just upped your game as massive helper. Number two, you just gave me a tool to use me, your client, a tool to use, to give to somebody. You know, I always say, you know, I, you love your financial advisor, but financial advisor tells you, if you know of anybody who wants to have a conversation about their investments or life insurance, let me know, send them to me. That sounds great. Everybody's all hyped up. They get in their car, they drive home, you pull in the driveway and your neighbor's outside. Are you really going to hop out of the car and say, excuse me, do you have a financial advisor? I love mine. That's hard. But if you have, but if you have a referral card and on that referral card, it lists the people who you do your best work with and your neighbor has happens to be a business owner and you had business owner on that referral card, I can step out of the car and say, Hey, Doug, how you doing? You know, I don't, I don't know whether or not you're interested in this or not, but I just met with my financial advisor. I got this card about people who they specialize in and it's business owners. I know you've got a fabulous business. So I, I'm just going to give this card. They also give second opinions. It's right on here. Just want you to know, love you, love them. Talk to you later. Bye. Grass looks great. It gives us a tool, a bridge into that conversation, you see. So when we talk about, okay, what are the tools for spreading good news? Signage in your office, referral cards, social media. Tell people. That day in the life post that we train all of you to do on Wednesdays. How about this? Welcoming new clients, right? If you have a referral card and you have a digital version of your referral card, Put it on LinkedIn, put it on Facebook. How about putting it in your signature, your email signature? How about if everyone in your office puts welcoming new clients in your email signature? I know many of you have something similar to the highest compliment you can pay me is the, and it's like this long thing that means send me people. By the time you've sent us an email, and we're like, okay, what do I have to do for? Okay, got this, got this, got this. Oh, it's them. And then maybe you get to the script that's really long. We welcome new clients. Welcoming new clients. Keep it simple. We're, you're overwhelming. You're intimidating. You tell us lots of stuff. We're trying really hard to remember it all. Okay? So signage, referral cards, put it on social media, put it in your email signature. And just remember that you're intimidating. So you offering off in many cases is going to be a lot of relief for someone. I could have a conversation with them. That's really wonderful. That's great. 
And, and, and I say this each and every time we speak, I will say someone woke up this morning needing exactly what you do. It's your responsibility to let them know that you're available. Because somebody woke up this morning worried about their investments, worried about the market, worried that they're screwing this up, thinking that they can never retire, worried about their kids. But they don't know that you would have a conversation with them. That's on you. Because somewhere in your mind, some of you are thinking, man, I just, I just got to grow my business. I, I got to ask for more business. Oh, heck no. You're offering your services. So keep that in mind. So keep it top of mind with your clients. Make the offer. Make sure that you are properly collaborating with traditional referral sources, work the network. And I, and, and I, and I, you know, let me pause for just a moment. When we talk about referrals, re collaboration, also be a good collaborator, right? So in those networking groups, be sure that if so-and-so referred you, that you, you're also making great initiative to also give back. Find that balance between, you know, you have offered a lot of, a lot of, um, people work and in while you are also offering your services that is being very collaborative. So be kind of cognizant of that. Not that I'm thinking any of you aren't, but I'm just saying, oh, let's be somewhat aware of those types of things, right? Okay. And then, all right. So then we're going to open this up for questions in just a moment, but I want you to remember, mark your calendars for our next meeting. It's on June 1st, and it is going to be uh, all about client satisfaction. But I also want to tell you about some upcoming webinars, team building, Team building, we spend two hours with, with FAs and their teams, two hours going through what personality shape are they and what are the five key things that make the superstar teams do it so easily and with so much joy, seriously. We've analyzed for 10 years what makes some teams really super duper as far as efficiencies and strategies. And, and we've got it down to simple five things and it's fun. So that's on May 11th and on May 18th is a social media workshop that Caitlin, that Caitlin does. And Caitlin is awesome at social media for our clients. And she walks through you through creative social media that targets your ideal client in a way that engages people for two hours. You get the whole team on the call. And both of those workshops are only hundred bucks, right? So you can just call us for more information on that. Last but not least, we are starting our personal branding workshops where people are going to kind of do lunch and learns and go through personal branding starting in June. You know, so what we're trying to do is to make sure that everybody can go through personal branding at whatever price point and or whatever amount of um, individual attention they may want and or need. So just call us for that information. We're always here for you guys. Okay, so anybody have questions? about anything, want to share some best practices or talk at all, because, you know, we can hang out here for as long as you want. Matthew, I have to give it up to you. Your referral card made it through the 